Valley Chapel. My name is Todd. I'm one of the pastors here. And you're saying, hold up. Didn't we just listen to you last week? Yes, you did. <laughs> lucky, lucky you. I'm uh, going to be preaching the third part of our series, Jesus Matters, because Pastor Grant and his lovely wife, Ashley, had twins this week. And so, yes, we're so happy for them. Uh, praise God, praise God, two healthy babies. And we, we also had a couple of other babies uh, from the church that were born this week. And so we're so thankful for new life. Uh, you can go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Colossians chapter 3. And we've got a lot of things going on in, in all of our different lives. There's a lot of things that are important to us. The truth is, no matter, no matter what's going on in your world, no matter what you value as important in your life, Jesus matters more than anything else in your life. Jesus matters more than anything else in this world because he is the only one who can rescue us from sin. He is the only one who can give us spiritual life. So Jesus matters more. And a decision about following Jesus isn't, isn't just about choosing heaven or hell. It's not just about uh, choosing what you do with your Sunday mornings. A relationship with Christ permeates into every area of our lives. So Jesus matters to everything. Everything that's going on in your life, Jesus matters to that. Jesus matters to our ethics. We looked at the Word of God and, and thought about that last week. Jesus matters to our everyday behavior. Jesus matters to our finances. And today we're going to see that Jesus matters to our work. Ah! Right now, I don't know what your experience is. You may be frustrated at work. You may be out of work. You may be in a company where you're begging for more people to come and work with you. Whatever your experience, work might be a job that you have that you go to five days a week or six days a week. It may be schoolwork as students that you do. It may be uh, that you stay at home or you're retired, and so it's work around the house and managing things in life. There's a lot of different types of work. And Jesus matters to it all. Uh, we're going to read Colossians 3.22. Bibles are under the seats. Scripture is also on the screen. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything you do. Try to please them all the time, not just when they are watching you. Serve them sincerely because of your reverent fear of the Lord. Work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people, 
remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and that the master you are serving is Christ. But if you do what is wrong, you will be paid back for the wrong you have done. For God has no favorites. And then chapter 4, verse 1. Masters, be just and fair to your slaves. Remember that you also have a master in heaven. This is the word of God, and we're thankful for it. And our prayer as we open God's word is, is, is that he would open our our minds and our hearts, that we would see the good things that he has in his word. We read about in this passage, slaves and masters, and we're like, hold up. Well, there are some similarities and there are also some differences in the meaning of these words today and that of the New Testament culture. It is important for us to note that if we look at the whole of Scripture, uh, that the Bible clearly teaches that slavery as we know it is not a good thing. We're reading this today, and the theological principle that's in this passage is, is still true, and that is that Jesus matters to our work. Now, the application for us today in our culture uh, we're looking at this as employees and employers. We're looking at it as work, uh, as what we know it and, and what we experience today. Uh, when I say orange-footed hippopotamus, uh, a video is going to start playing uh, that will help us think about work a little bit. So orange-footed hippopotamus. What is work? What is this thing to which we devote most of our waking hours in the prime of our lives? Is it a curse? A punishment? A burden? A responsibility? Why do we work? What is the purpose? To put food on the table? To support our families? To get out of the house? To get rich? to be challenged, to build, to accomplish, to prove oneself, to show the doubters, to achieve, to succeed, to invent, to create, to compete, to conquer, to build wealth, to search for meaning, to leave a legacy, to find identity. But what if there's more? What if we are divinely placed wherever we are? What if it's about what we can give, not just what we get? What if work is an opportunity to worship our Creator and bring Him glory? Not just by the words we say, not just by the quality of our character, but by the excellence of our work. What is work? Work is worship. Jesus matters to your work because we're working for him. Uh, verse 23, work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. So yeah, Jesus matters to our work because we're working for him. Christ gave us new life. We're made alive because of Jesus Christ and his death and resurrection. We're made alive. All right. If 
if that statement means anything at all, if there's any meat to that, Christ giving us new life, if there's really anything to it besides just words that we can throw out there, then that means he's given us new purpose. That means he's given us a new outlook on life. And that is going to flow over, transfer over into how we look at and how we approach the work that we do in all of its various forms. There's a lot of different types of work. Uh, there's work in the education field, in the medical field. There's work around the house and chores. There's gardening. There's work with animals and wildlife. There's business work, there's sales, there's insurance, there's the trades. But whatever, whatever the work, it's all, can all be lumped together as Emmanuel labor. You say, hold up, what is that? Emmanuel is a name for Jesus that means God with us. And so whatever we're doing, it's Emmanuel labor or work because if we're followers of Jesus Christ, he is with us. We can experience his presence as we use our hands and our, our minds to get jobs done. And we're doing it for him, for his glory as a way to worship him. Uh, there was this fellow named Nicholas Herman, uh, but today, people remember him as Brother Lawrence. He lived in France in the 17th century. There's a small collection of his thoughts and his writings that were compiled and considered a Christian classic today. It's called The Practice of the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence. He lived an uncomplicated life. but a very joy-filled and purposeful life. What he discovered was that he could practice, experience God's presence throughout his day, not just when he was at a worship gathering, but when he was going about his business, the work that he had to do. And get this, his work was kitchen duty. Uh, for years, he was washing dishes and preparing food and cleaning up afterwards. He discovered that he could experience God's presence. He could talk to God or pray to God throughout his work. And he realized that his work had significance because he was washing dishes for Jesus. He was preparing and serving food for Jesus. Our work takes on significance. Whatever field we're in, whether it's uh, and, and whether it's around the house or whether it's schoolwork, our work takes on significance when we realize who we're working for, as Brother Lawrence did. We're not just working for the boss. We're not just working for the board. We're not just even working for the customer that we may be interacting with. We're working for Jesus. And if that's the case, what should our work look like? High quality with a positive attitude. I mean, if, if we're doing it for Jesus, we want to do our best. If we're doing it for Jesus, like, 
yes, I, I get to serve Jesus. He's, he's given me this role. He's given me this opportunity. I can be thankful for it, and we can have a positive attitude. Uh, Colossians 3.23 there says, Work willingly at whatever you do, or wholeheartedly. Give it your all. Uh, a parallel passage is in Ephesians 6. And, 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 and the, the wording there is, Work with enthusiasm at whatever you do. A middle school teacher thought about this and how his faith shaped his work. And this is his testimony. I'm called to be a middle school teacher. God uses me to educate and care for students and promote their flourishing. Check out this attitude. I love my job. I love teaching middle school students. I love seeing them make discoveries and connections in math. Now check out this quality that he strives for. Knowing that teaching is my calling from God and that he uses me in this way is extremely, excuse me, incredibly satisfying and rewarding. It also encourages me to strive to do my best and to keep trying to improve high quality with a positive attitude at whatever work we find ourselves doing. Jesus matters to your work, not only because we're working for him, but also because he rewards our work. Check out verse 24. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and that the master you're serving is Christ. But if you do what is wrong, verse 25, you will be paid back for the wrong you have done, for God has no favorites. And then this isn't just for the, the employee, but also for the employer. Uh, chapter 4, verse 1, Masters, be just and fair to your slaves. Remember that you also have a master in heaven. So wherever you are on the, on the work chain... God is, is, is looking at that, and he rewards us for our work. This is an incredible thought because it means not only does Jesus matter to our work, but it means our work matters to Jesus. He sees what we're doing, whether it's in education, whether it's in business, whether it's outdoors. Jesus sees what we're doing, and he takes an interest in it. And he rewards us for that. And it goes for wherever we are on that work chain. If, if we're uh, new to the job, if we've got seniority, or if we're the entrepreneur or the business owner uh, running things. Now, if Jesus rewards us, well, I don't want to be doing a sloppy job and having other people come behind me constantly and, and fix what I've done. If, if Jesus is watching and he cares and I'm really serving him, if I'm uh, the business owner, then, then I want to be treating my employees with respect. I want to be running the business with integrity, the utmost integrity, because Jesus cares about that. Now, if you do a good job at work, uh, you might get noticed. And we see those signs uh, sometimes, employee of the month, right? 
maybe uh, your company doesn't do that, but you might get a shout out in a team meeting, or maybe you get uh, a, a bonus, or you win a cruise uh, for doing a good job. Uh, that's great, but sometimes we don't get noticed, right? Uh, sometimes our good work, our high quality, our positive attitude goes unnoticed. We feel unappreciated. Does that give us an excuse to be a jerk? Does that give us an excuse to start dropping the ball? Well, they don't notice when I do things right anyways, so I'm going to cut some corners. I'm not going to finish the job. I'm not going to do my best. No, that doesn't give us an excuse for that. I read a story uh, about a man who actually, <laughs> he didn't get employee of the month, yeah, he got fired for doing a great job. So he was working to earn money to pay for college. And he thought, well, if I'm doing this, I'm going to give it my all. I'm, I want to give my boss an honest day's work. And so he had a lot of energy and uh, worked hard. Well, the problem was there were other people in the job. And his energy and enthusiasm made them look bad. Maybe you've been there. Maybe you've got a, got a similar situation that you can relate to. And they thought, okay, this kid's getting after it. But if he keeps working like this, we're going to have to change some things. Either we're going to have to start working harder or we're going to get reprimanded. And so they falsely accused him of something in the company and he was fired. He lost his job, but he kept his character, and, and he was rewarded by God. Verse 24 and 25 point out that God sees our work. So more than the annual review, more than uh, getting noticed in the team meeting or getting employee of the month, we should be concerned with the eternal review because our work matters to Jesus. Uh, Kind of a, a last thought to think about with this. So, we're working for Jesus. So, he sees and he takes an interest in our work, whatever it is, and he is, rewards us. We expect that. We're also representing Christ in everything we do. Verse 17, so go back, and this was one of the, the scriptures that we read earlier in the worship gathering. Look at Colossians 3, 17. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Whatever you do, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus. Some companies, uh, you've got name tags, right? And sometimes some of you may get a kick out of it because you're at a store and the person's wearing a name tag and you call them by name and they're like, hey, how do I know you? And you, you read their name. That's it. We've got company name tags. And, and it might have the, the worker's name. Uh, sometimes it has the company's name on there as well. But whatever we're doing, we're, we're, it's like we're wearing a name tag. 
But it's not just our name that's on it. It's not just the company name that's on it. We're wearing his name. We are representatives, ambassadors for Jesus in whatever we're doing. And something that we do a lot of is work. You think about how you spend your time. If you've got a job, you spend a considerable amount of your time at work. If you're not at the job, you still spend a considerable amount of time working uh, in your neighborhood. There may be folks who are retired or who stay at home, but you can tell if they're working in their yard or not. And on my street, it puts a lot of pressure on me because some people really take a lot of pride in their flower beds and in their lawn. It puts the heat on me. Get out there. Huh. Oh, now I'm thinking about, I, I need to mulch. That's on my list. I need to plant some new things in that flower bed too. We're able to do a considerable amount of work. And, and work in, in the right balance is healthy, is good. And so if you think about all that time that we spend there, that's a lot of time to be representing Jesus. It's not like we just represent Jesus on Sunday. But we represent him on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday as well. And where we have a lot of influences in our work with the people we work with and the people that we serve or customers and clients. And we're representing Jesus in all of that. It's, we're, we're wearing a name tag that has his name on it. An uh, old friend of mine is an engineer and he works for NASA and he thought about this and how does my faith, how how does that shape or impact my work? What does Colossians 3.17 mean for me as a representative for Jesus? And, and this, is, this is his testimony. This is his story. Maybe you can relate to it. He said, being openly Christian makes me accountable for my actions at work. What I mean is that as an ambassador or a representative for Jesus, that pressures me to enact biblical values on the job. And if I don't, then that reflects poorly on Jesus and on his church. How does the quality of our work reflect on Jesus? How does the, the attitude that we approach work with, that we show to others, how does that reflect on Jesus and his church? Because if we're followers of Jesus, we're representatives of Jesus in everything that we do. Are we reflecting positively on Christ or poorly on Christ and his church? We're wearing his name. Whew. wrapping this up and thinking about how we can respond in this worship gathering today. We've communicated the truth that we receive new life in Jesus Christ because of his death and resurrection. So we, the invitation is always open to respond and make a decision to trust in Jesus. So if you're thinking about how to respond today, you can trust in Jesus. If, if, You've got other prayer concerns, other steps you need to take. 
then we encourage you to do that. You can talk to someone at our Connect Corner. You can mark that on your Connect card. But then another way that we always encourage the church to respond is to take action. And as we're thinking about taking action, we're thinking about quality of work. We're thinking about our attitude. We're thinking about how we are representing Jesus in what we do. If we're the, the business owner, if we're a manager, if we're an entrepreneur, we're thinking about leading well with respect and integrity. And then maybe if we're frustrated with our job, we're thinking about, you know, I still need to be thankful that God's given me work to do, that God's given me a calling, that God's given me gifts and abilities. So I need to be thankful for that. So to take action, the first thing we're going to do right now in this next minute is take a moment, and I'm going to encourage you to spend some time in prayer talking to God about your work. I know this is something that, that I experience and that's, that's helpful for me, is when I'm thinking about this stuff, I just start talking to God about it. I was thinking about some stuff, uh, well, <laughs> last week, we talked about how Jesus matters to our personal ethics, and we said, hey, come up with a game plan for that. Identify something. There, come up with a, a plan of attack and, and get some support. And, and I, I targeted something I identified there. And throughout the week, I just talked to God about that specific character trait. Asking God to teach me, asking God to give me opportunities, asking God to grow me in that area. Uh, yesterday, uh, there was some stuff that I was struggling with and thinking about how to handle. And, and I just had a conversation with God about it. And so when we're thinking about our work, that's such a big part of our lives, it's helpful to talk to God about it. And so there's some prayer prompts on the screen. And you may be talking to God about doing better at your job, helping, helping grow, uh, helping grow, helping, helping you improve. You may be thinking about having a positive attitude or about how you're leading, how you can lead better how you could be thankful for your job. And so we're just going to take a moment right now, the next minute or so, and I want you just to uh, talk to God about that. If you want to take a picture of that, that slide so that throughout the week you can remember to pray, uh, I'd encourage you to do that. And then I'll, I'll close us in prayer in just a moment. So ready, set, orange-footed hippopotamus, pray. Almighty God, we thank you for giving us things to do with our, our hands and our minds. Thank you for the different gifts and callings that you've given us to create, to manage, to encourage to produce.
my prayer is that all of us here would experience your presence as we go about our jobs, would experience fellowship with you as we're working, as we're serving, as we're creating, as we're making, as we're producing this week. Give us joy in the job. And God, please stir our hearts and and continue to change our hearts so that we have joy, so that we have zeal, so that we have enthusiasm, so that we're able to sweat wholeheartedly because we know that we're, we're getting to serve you. And help us to represent you well. In the name of Jesus, your Son, our Savior, amen.